sitting weird? Do I look weird to you? Maybe it's this dress. It's like pajamas. Which is how I prefer all of my clothes to feel, you know, for being honest. Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. I am excited to share with you my prayer as always kind of what the Lord is saying to me and teaching me and I want to pass that on to you this morning. I hope it's a real blessing to you too. So let's pray together. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Like a rushing wind, God, would you come? Would you breathe in us a fresh breath, a fresh breeze? We need your presence. We need your refreshment. We need you, Lord. Would you come and open our hearts and our minds? Help us to hear your voice, God. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so this morning I sat down with the Lord for a little prayer time before I came into work. And I noticed about halfway through my opening statements, if you will, that uh, I was treating my prayer time this morning a little bit like an interview. Or maybe better yet, like a cross-examination. <laughs> I came in with a lot of questions. And they weren't all very emotionally charged. I was really seeking God's heart and some direction for my day. God, what do you think about this? Or how did that go? What do you want for me in this area? You know, I'm just wondering if I could get some clarity on this long-term thing, Lord. I had a lot of questions. And my whole conversation up until this point, up until this insight, I realized had all been questions. I hadn't simply talked to the Lord. I I'm thinking of um, St. Therese's definition of prayer. For me, prayer is a surge of the heart. My conversation with the Lord this morning did not resemble a surge of the heart. It was more like an interview. I was asking the Lord for answers, for direction, for help, but I wasn't simply relating my heart to God. I think this kind of prayer, which is very normal, right? Especially if you want to serve God, you want to love God, you want to do well with and for God, right? That view of prayer is more transactional than it is relational. But prayer is primarily relational. There is a primacy to relationship in prayer. It's not about answers. It's not about what to do or how to do it. It's about a relationship, a living, dynamic, relationship with a real person, Jesus Christ. So it was a good reminder for this, for me this morning. And if I'm honest with you, I uh, have this conversation many times a day. Maybe it's on well calls where I'm kind of hearing about women's hearts and their relationship with the Lord, their struggles, conversations with friends where we're talking about what God is doing. Even in my DMs when people reach out and ask me for advice, which is so wonderful. We should be asking other godly people for help if we want to follow the Lord's will in our lives. But I wonder if maybe too often we're falling into the trap of transactional prayer and we forget simply to relate our heart to God. We forget that we can just talk to him. We can just tell him 
what's happening, how it feels for us, what we need, what we long for. We're in a relationship with a real living person. And that person wants to know how we are. That person wants to know who we are. He wants to know what we're thinking and feeling. He wants to talk to us. There's a big difference between asking questions and sharing your heart. I mean, just imagine talking to your spouse or your best friend and approaching them with only a list of questions, right? And as soon as you get through that list of questions, you move on to the next page. That's not really connecting, right? There's no vulnerability there. There's no real uh, connection happening. So I want to shift back to the basics here. I want to remember the importance, the primacy of relationship in prayer. In fact, for you and for me, I want to rewrite that definition of prayer as relationship. Prayer equals relationship. Prayer is not a fact-finding mission. Prayer is not an interview. Prayer is not a performance review. Prayer is relationship, right? Relationship, most importantly, with a God who loves you, a God who loves you. That's the foundation of the relationship. So I've been reading uh, Genesis, the book of Genesis for a couple of weeks. If I'm honest with you, this is kind of new for me. I like my routine. I like my commitment to a chapter a day, sort of like we do with hashtag BISBBS. But I have felt the Lord asking me to slow down and to stay in Genesis, particularly to stay in the story of Abraham. And I want to Look at the story of Abraham at one moment, really, one encounter in the life of Abraham in Genesis 18. Now, a little overview here. Abraham is uh, God's chosen servant, right? He's promised him that he will make his descendants as numerous as the stars. That's Genesis 15. But in Genesis 18, Abraham is still without an heir. His wife, Sarah, is advanced in age. She is not having any babies anytime soon. And yet they have this promise that they're holding on to, this very real encounter where the Lord spoke a truth in the form of a promise, right? In Genesis 15. So in Genesis 18, when Abraham sees the Lord approaching him, he does three things. And I want to give you this formula. I want you to follow this formula for relationship, formula for conversation next time you go into prayer. So when the Lord appeared to Abraham, when Abraham saw him approaching from a distance, it says in verse two, he looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them and bowed down to the ground. Okay, this is this is move number one, step number one in relational prayer. Run to him, okay? Not to your phone, not to the fridge, not to Amazon. I don't know where you turn, right, when, when something is kind of churning within you. But I want to train myself and I want to help you to make our default response when we're in need, when we're longing, to run to the Lord to run to him. So he greets the Lord, right? And he begs the Lord to stay with him. He doesn't run up with a list of questions. He says, no, please come in, come closer. Come into my home, come into my heart. Let me feed you, let me serve you. And number two, in this formula for relationship, Abraham prepares a beautiful meal. He gets Sarah to make these cakes. He slaughters a kid and he puts it all before the Lord. He feeds the Lord. Verse eight, then he took the curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and he set it 
before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. He set it before them. So Abraham had all of these things coming together, right? And what's the first thing he does once he's invited the Lord in? He sets it before him. And I'm not suggesting here that you make a, a five course meal for the Lord and that you sit down at your table uh, to have a conversation with him. But I am saying metaphorically, set it before him, right? You've run to the Lord. Now I want you to set it all out before him. Lay it out, how you feel about it, what happened, who's involved, what you want, what you're afraid of. Set it all out as if you're setting a table before the Lord, get it all out. Put everything on the table, right? Don't come with your pointed, emotionally charged questions and ask the Lord to answer for it. No, instead, bring all of your stuff before the Lord. Lay it vulnerably, generously before the Lord. Just tell him about it. Just talk to him about it. There was a moment this morning in my prayer when I went from asking questions to just telling God, you know, I've been feeling this. I've been struggling with this. I, I don't even know what to do. And I'm not asking you what to do. I'm just telling you, I'm so confused. When I began to use that vulnerable language, that heart language with the Lord, that's the language of relationship. Something switched, right? Something in my heart broke open and I felt the Lord so much more clearly, so much more closely, right? When I began to speak to him with my heart, not with my head, not from a legal pad, right? When I began to simply talk to Jesus, something changed. I wonder if maybe there's something in there for you too, that you've talked to the Lord about some of it, or maybe you're, you're shining it up, you're polishing it up. You wanna make it sound holy or not too needy, or you know, you don't wanna to be too attached, so you're not really being honest with the Lord. No, no, take the example of Abraham, our father in faith, and instead set it all before him. Put everything out on the table. And finally, what does Abraham do? He's laid it all out. The Lord spoke to him. They said to him, where's your wife, Sarah? And he said, there, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. So this is the final part of the formula, right? Once we've run to the Lord and we've laid it all out, now there can be conversation. There can be heart-to-heart -heart connection. The Lord will speak to you in a language that you understand and you relate your heart, you respond with your heart to the Lord. Now, how does God speak to us? He speaks to us in his word. He speaks to us in the movements of our heart, right? Pay attention to what's happening interiorly in your soul. Is there peace there? Is there agitation? Tell the Lord about that, right? We're listening for the voice of the Lord in our memory, in our hearts, in our bodies. We're listening for God's presence and his voice, right? So we run to him, we lay it all out, and then we listen to him. We talk to him, we enter into conversation with him. You know, in my own prayer, I've been hearing a lot from the Lord about this word seasons, right? You hear it again in Genesis 18, when the Lord again, he doubles down on his promise. He promises again, I will surely return to you in due season and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son in due season. So I've been praying with this 
uh, word with this idea of seasons. And my friends, the seasons are changing. They're changing outside your window, right? The temperatures are cooling. The leaves are changing. If you live somewhere other than the desert, right? Leaves are changing. There's something in the air, literally in the air. The season is changing. The season is changing in the church. We're readying ourselves for a new season, a new liturgical year with the beginning of Advent next month. The season is changing and God is promising us. This is a word for you and for me that in due season, we will see his faithfulness. I want to remind you today of God's promise to you that in due season, you will see the goodness and the faithfulness of God. But until then, my friends, until then, run to him, set it all out before him and talk to him. Continue on with a surge of the heart, sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your desires with the Lord. Prayer is that simple. Just talk to him. And this isn't fanciful wish that we could have this kind of close relationship with the Lord. No, he promises us that we can know him, that we can talk to him. He gives us this blanket promise in Genesis 18, 14, and I'll leave you with this today. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord. There is nothing that you desire, nothing that you hope for, nothing that you're waiting for that's too wonderful, too extravagant, too big. Bring it all before the Lord. Run to him with it and let him hear, let him say to you, hear him say to you, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. God, would you come and renew those personal promises you've made to each one of us? Call to mind those times, those Genesis 15 moments for us when you've given us a promise, God, and maybe we've, we've lost hope. We've lost faith in that. But today we hear your voice again. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? You're inviting us into conversation. So God, we run to you. We want to tell you everything. There's, there's no one and there's nothing that can satisfy like you, Lord. Give us the grace to be honest, to, to set it all before you. And sharpen our spiritual hearing, God, that we might hear your voice and respond with generous and open hearts. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friend. I'm praying for you. See you next time. Bye now.